is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 189. Hey, Pastor, good to talk to you today. We've got just a few minutes. Let's get right to it. I was a freshman in college. It was my psychology class my freshman year, and Dr. Hess walked back and forth across the front of the classroom as he taught us, hands at his side, stomach sticking out, head bald, looking very much like Alfred Hitchcock in any one of his horror movies. And I remember Dr. Hess asked a question that that really changed me for the rest of my life. He asked the question, he said, and I've got to say it like him, Class, why do we do what we do? That's the question he asked. Why do we do what we do? And I remember in that moment realizing, wow, what a great question. I have never thought of that question before. And all of a sudden, my mind began to race, and I began to think about all the ways that I lived and the things that I did and how my family was. And, and, and I'd often wondered, why is my family this way? Why am I this way? Why am I experiencing this? I often wondered that, but I never stopped to think, why do we do what we do? That there was actually an answer, that there, there were reasons that, that I could figure out if I worked on it hard enough and figure out why I did what I did. Because then I realized, until I know why I do what I do, it's probably going to be not as easy to change what I do. Pastor, we deal with this all the time. Just recently, I was talking to somebody on the phone, and they were telling me about the, the problem they were having in their family, and about one of their children, about their sibling, and about their mom, and, and about a holiday, and plans, and all these things. And we probably talked for 20 minutes before this uh, person said, well, it was it was." 16 years ago that my my son committed suicide. And when they said that, it was like, okay, that changes the entire perspective of this conversation. Well, of course you're going to struggle with what you're struggling with. Of course you're going to be having, of course you're going to react this way. Now, now this makes all the sense in the world. If you had a son who committed suicide at age 13, you would absolutely respond in this fashion. Why we do what we do. Sometimes we call it the story behind the story. You see somebody uh, acting out or, or responding and reacting in a certain way in maybe a board meeting or in a, in a ministry serving team context. And you ask yourself, man, why? Why did they react like that? And then you hear about their family, or then you hear about what they experienced at work over the last year, or then you hear about their divorce, and you you hear the story behind the story. And the story behind the story helps you to understand the story in front of the story. And maybe it's the motivation behind the act. Why did they do that? Why would they react that way? And then you figure out what motivated them. Then you figure out that every time this happened in their family of origin, this is the way their parents always responded, always reacted. 
And that creates a motivation for this person to act the same way. And there's always a motivation behind every action. And then there's an experience behind the reaction. Oh, wow, why did they blow up the way they did? Yeah, well, when they were dealing with this topic for the last 10 years, every single year it would come back to bite them. Every single year they would get the shaft. Every single year when they had to deal with this particular conflict, it never went well. So that's why those experiences create this reaction when we bring it up in our context. The training behind the response. Man, why does this person always do this? Or, wow, how do they ever get to be so good at that? Well, they've been trained. Some people are trained in a negative way through their family of origin, maybe through a bad uh, experience or set of experiences as a young person. Other people are trained in real positive ways. So that every time something happens that's a challenge or that's bad, they, they step up, they step into it, and they, they deal with it, they handle it because there's training behind their response. First responders, that's all they do. They respond to crises through the training that they've received. There's a teaching behind the practice. You know, they've got to be taught over and over, teaching by experience, teaching by repetition. If you've been taught well to do something, you'll do that thing well over and over again. You've practiced it, but there was teaching behind the practice. How do we practice ministry? How does a doctor run his practice? How does a dentist run his or her practice? It's because they've been taught. There's been a lot of teaching in multiple venues through multiple avenues that create practice. And then what we look for is we look for the awareness to stop the madness. Sometimes we have these negative things that happen over and over and over. And as pastors, what we can do is we can introduce some awareness into people's lives. Hey, John, did you know that you always react negatively whenever we're talking about money or finances in our board meetings. Have you ever noticed that before? Because I have. No, I, I do. I act negatively. Then you have an opportunity to talk about how they grew up, what their marriage has been like in relation to finances and spending and income and handling money and marriage. Self-awareness can stop the madness Pastor, I want to encourage you today to begin changing how you think about who you might call the problem people and begin to think, what's the story behind the story? What's the motivation behind the act? What's the experience behind the reaction? What's the training behind the response? What's the teaching behind the practice? And what awareness do they need to stop the madness, to stop doing these things that are destructive and that are not helpful and that hurt other people. And you, Pastor, you have a role and a responsibility and an opportunity to bring awareness. Hey, Nancy, did you know that you always get real quiet whenever we're looking for good ideas? And I know you have a lot of good ideas. Why do you always kind of clam up when, when I'm looking for good ideas from the team? That's a good question. There's some awareness that Nancy needs to have around that question. So, Pastor, hey, 
just a thought, right? That's what coaching for pastors is all about. It's just a thought. And I'll go back to Dr. Hess in my freshman psychology class. Class, why do we do what we do? Hmm. Why indeed, Dr. Hess? I'll catch up with you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.